Hey everybody, welcome to the Coffee and Convos podcast. I am your host, Alyssa, and I am here with Iman, a.k.a. Hollywood Iman. <laughs> you could thank your boyfriend for that. Yeah. I know, oh my gosh, he would not let that go. Until you I had to really change my Instagram it. name for it. So, <laughs> so uh, tell us about you. What is your story, Iman? Oh, I don't think we have enough time for that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a lot. You want to go back from like... When I was in diapers, or you can start wherever you want. Honestly, um, I guess we get you know maybe just for me moving out to California would probably be best because mm-hmm. that's only like the past two years. Yeah. Um, not to get like too deep into it, unless like that's how you really want to like oh, get no, into I it. I want to hear about oh, this. Man. Yeah, because I know you're from Kansas City, right? Yeah, and I am. You moved all the way here. Yeah. To San Diego. It it just seemed like the mecca to me, you know. Why not L.A.? Why not? I went to LA, I've seen LA, and I just don't think it has, it, to me it was more about, I, you kind of know this, but I don't think anybody else does, it's, you know, for me to move from Kansas City here, I had to have somewhat of a purpose, and I think, you know, my purpose was going to be to, I, my ticket out was to go to school, right? Mm-hmm. So there wasn't really much for me in LA, you know, in terms of, you know, the schooling that I wanted to do, like for audio engineering, and, you know, I knew nobody in L.A. When I moved out to San Diego, you know, I had I had one I had two good friends here or really one. Uh, my one of my really good friends, Robbie, um, you know, he had kind of did the program before me and he kind of paved the way for me. Mm-hmm. So respect to you, Robbie, if you're listening to this. <laughs> uh, he um, he's from Kansas City and, you know, he kind of always knew what he wanted to do in terms of, you know, his, his life path. Right. So he had moved to San Diego, um, you know, straight out of high school. I didn't graduate high school, um, so I'd never really had the opportunity to do that. I kind of had to stick back and just kind of play the field for a little bit. And when I finally got my shit together, you know, I seen that as a way out. So, you know, I finally got everything together and I moved out to San Diego to go to school. And it, it was... It was kind of difficult at first, you know, because I, I knew him, but he was busy. So mm-hmm. I just kind of had to keep my head down and grind for a really long time, like a really, really long time. It took me like, you know, two years to really get settled in and figure everything out. Like I mean, when I moved out here, like I barely even knew how to do my own laundry. <laughs> you know, like I had to like call my mom and everything and like, you know, figure everything out. It, w- it was a really difficult experience mm-hmm. at first. To just be thrown into this adult Yeah, but world. at the same time, you know, it was really fun. I, I moved to California, actually, in 2012. Oh, shit. Me and my friend Dylan, we packed up whatever we could fit in our car, and we just left. You know, I think I was, like, 17 or 18, and my mom didn't believe that I was going to go. Nobody did. And uh, one night, you know, we were at a party, and we kind of been drinking, and it was just one of those things where it was like, we're doing it right now, and we're not going to look back. Mm-hmm. So I moved out here in 2012 with my friend Dylan and he ended up moving back home a little bit after that, you know, cause he was just like, we're so far out of our realm and I'm too hard headed. Like, you know, so I sit out here for a year and it was one of those things where, you know, you, you got to kind of call it quits when it, you know, you got to know when to fold your cards. Mm-hmm. So for me, that was one of those things where I tried it, you know, and I did my best to do it. And it was kind of like, man, I need to go home and like, you know, reevaluate my moves. And mm-hmm. now that I was here for in 2012, I kind of knew how to go about it a little bit differently. So okay. I went back home. I was doing what I was doing, whatever, you know. And, um, and then it, in 2015, I decided to get back and go to school with an actual plan. So 
to go back to like your main question, we kind of got off topic, but you know, <laughs> I moved out here to go to school. Um, and you know, as soon as I got into school, it was probably like three months in, I got an internship at Signature Sound Studios. They really gave me a shot, like thank God, because I was doing 24 credit hours. I think I was taking six or seven classes and I was doing 40 hours a week at the studio for wow. free, my internship. And then I had a job on top of that. And I did that for about a year. And after that, you know, I, you, you kind of have to know when to stop, mm-hmm. you know, expending all of your energy on something that's not paying you. And I think that it's really important to figure that out from the start, because if, if you stay on that path, you're kind of always going to be doing that same work. Right. So, you know, in 2016, I, I quit the internship and, you know, I explored different options. I started to freelance a little bit more. I had a lot of clients from, you know, the, from interning because, you know, thankfully everybody there like treated me like family. You know, mm-hmm. I, I had to make coffee and I had to go run and get people food and, you know, do like the bitch work. Right. Like, you know, for lack of better words, like, you know, they just treated me like that kid that was always hanging around the studio. <laughs> but, you know, eventually you kind of, you know, you grow and you mature and you step into this place where you can kind of like you know, you take the training wheels off and like they kind of understand and they let you go do your own thing. So, you know, they gave me free time at the studio to record my own clients mm-hmm. here and there. And from there, I just really branched out and I just started networking, connecting with people. And, you know, from there, I found different studios to work out of. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we've been doing it ever since. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I remember you mentioned that you wanted to pursue music for the longest time and then that's kind of what brought you out here to go to school and inspired you. But how did you end up doing audio engineering? Uh, to tell you the truth, um, you know, I've been hanging around studios since I was probably like 14 years old. Mm-hmm. I always had like, you know, friends that were much older than me that, you know, kind of paved the way for me. They had, you know, the resources that I always needed to get, you know, to get the music out. So, you know, we'd be in like my friend's bedroom closets you know, recording music in their grandma's house and everything. And it was like, you know, it wasn't the best setup at all. But, you know, eventually those friends, you know, as they grew and they matured, mm-hmm. they got, you know, their own recording facilities in Kansas City, you know, like real, real recording facilities. Yeah. So, you know, I kind of, I guess I was just, you know, following their path for a little bit because I, I like to record music. But the, what really made me want to engineer is not, I, I was never able to, tell the engineer that was working with me how I wanted my music to sound and I couldn't articulate it and it really frustrated me so I was like you know I tried to learn on the internet but you kind of know how that goes it's kind of like a wormhole you don't know Mm -hmm. what you don't know and you don't know where to start exactly so eventually I just got so frustrated that I kind of just threw myself into the fire I was like I'm just gonna go all the way for it and I didn't even know if I'd like it to be completely honest Mm -hmm. but again it was just kind of like I need to get out of Kansas City you know there's it's such a beautiful place and people there are so inspiring and talented, but it's not a place that you can really grow and thrive in. You know, you don't have the connections that you have like you would out here or mm-hmm. in L.A., you know. Right. As much as I don't want to live in L.A., I still work in L.A. Right. You know, quite a bit, actually. But it's, it's just one of those things where it's kind of like, you know, San Diego is always going to be the, my second home base. Mm-hmm. I still go back to Kansas City and work. I still work with a lot of people that, you know, send me their music from Kansas City. Because they're, they're such talented individuals. And I wish, like, you know, they could have the resource that we have out here. And, you know, we're trying to bridge that gap right now. We're kind yeah, of in the middle of that. Absolutely. You know, a lot of my friends have moved from Kansas City to San Diego. Like you know, who? Apollo. Yeah. Like he, you know, he's probably the biggest <laughs> one. Like, he, he really grinded it out oh, with me. Yeah, and I'm so proud of him. Too. Like, yeah. he's doing really well for himself. Mm-hmm. He's, like, 
and I've seen his growth and his maturity, like not only like, you know, through him as a person, but musically, just from being out here, you know, catching a vibe. It, it's ridiculous. Like, I really think that like there's some sort of magic in San Diego that like oh. you can't find anywhere else. Yeah, I and, believe that. Yeah, and I have so much respect 100%. for this place because the people out here are so like, you know, they're nice, they're genuine. And I don't really see many angry people out here. You know, it, there's like either something in the air, it's the, the water. Or, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the I don't sun, even go in exactly. the water, honestly. Yeah. I've lived here for half my life, and I barely go to the beach. Really? Yeah. Also, I can't swim. Fun fact. So <laughs> don't ever throw me into a pool or the ocean because no, I will probably die. This summer, you're going you know? to swim. We're going to teach you how to swim. Uh, but um, I guess we forgot to mention that we're here at West Bean sipping on some coffee. Yes, she has me drinking this nitro cold brew, so... If I talk a lot, you can blame it on that. Yes, yes. And I got my usual, which is a salted caramel latte. If you guys are ever in San Diego, definitely give them a holler. It's so good. I know right now it's cold (laughs) because I was waiting for you. I'm just kidding. Sorry. It's all good. Um, But it's so good. And I really love the people here. Marco's been very hospitable and accommodating to us. Half of the Travelers Club. He's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to them. I know, right? Cool, cool, cool. But... I'm so stoked. Like, yeah. I, I've been meaning to have this conversation with you for so long because not only has Ian talked so much about you and how talented you are, but you are both working on something very special. Yes, that's my brother. Yes. Yeah, that is my he, Him not and I have developed brother. a good... No, not actual brother. <laughs> it might as well be, though. Like, yeah. him and I's relationship has developed, like, over time it's it's just been exponential growth you know it's nothing in my life ever seems to be really linear it's it's just kind of things happen until it just like you know hits a glass ceiling and then it just breaks through it so with him and I you know cuz i remember you know less than a year ago we were just sitting and talking about you know what we really wanted to do and you know f- i guess for people who don't know is you know <clears throat> we we just signed the lease on our own photography and recording studio so excited yeah with uh my business partner nick he's been a true but him and his wife kristen have been a true blessing to us you know they've they've really put their trust in ian and i you know to just handle shit Mm -hmm. and and it's really working out like you know nobody's really ever put their trust in me like that you know he's just kind of given us a platform to just run with things and whatever happens happens with it and you know it's almost done we're getting there me and ian have been at the studio every night painting and tearing down ceilings and walls and it's getting there i yeah. visited it just like a week ago and it was slowly coming together and it slowly. looks great thank slowly, you so much but like yeah. it's you know progress yeah. and that's amazing and that's so beautiful what you guys are doing and i just wanted to learn a little bit more about kind of what inspired you to open a studio and what was the process because i know nick mentioned a little bit of like hardships in the beginning yeah but, there um, there was a, there was a lot of barriers that we kind of had to break through you know and there's a lot of moments of discourage, like discouragement because, you know, we had the lease and then we didn't have it because of, I don't want to get into all that, you know, right. just because of like, you know, technicalities with the person who previously owned the building. Um, and to be completely honest, I, I think that everybody should have some sort of like, you know, level of self humility. I'm almost completely out of my realm with all this stuff. You know, I don't, I don't want to say too much, but you know, I'm typically the person who knows how to get around the law, not like, you know, not, <laughs> not follow it, you know? <laughs> like, so, <laughs> so for me, it's one of those things where, you know, I've, I've been the one that has to sit down and speak with the attorneys and, mm-hmm. you know, form the LLC and 
figure out, you know, the accounting and the web development and, you know, really everything that you need to do to run a business mm -hmm. legitimately. Yeah. And that's the hardest part about anything. You know, we can get in there and we can do the construction and acoustically treat the building. We're good on that. Like we know how to do those things. It's, you know, figuring out the legalities of it. it that's a really difficult part. But to answer your question, you know, what made us want to do that? I think that, you know, I'm a firm believer in, you know, life rewards leaps of faith. And I just don't believe in doing anything that you don't want to do for the rest of your life. Even if that means you, you know, you take a chance and, and you fail. At least we tried, you know what I mean? I like that's, that. that's the biggest thing for us because I know the talent that Ian has and I know mm -hmm. what he can, you know, bring if he was just given the opportunities. And I know the same for myself and I know the same for Nick. Nick is also an engineer by trade. So we're kind of, you know, hopefully we're a powerhouse Oh my gosh, 100%. You know, there's no studios in San Diego that offer, you know, the in-house photography and videography, mm -hmm. you know, and the recording side of things. Yeah. And, you know, one of the biggest things that inspired all this, you know, I, when Ian and I were at the church, is that's where we met. And it was really just like a place for the community that, you know, I've never, ever experienced before in yeah. my entire life, you know. Ramel gave me, a, you know, keys to the church, the studio and everything. So we could just walk in there whenever we felt like. And that was like, to me, that was like one of the highest levels of respect. It was just a place where, you know, they truly just wanted people to create. Mm -hmm. And now that that's no longer there, you know, I think that, you know, there's some sort of shoes to be filled with that. Mm -hmm. And hopefully, you know, we can, you know, we'll never be the church. We'll never have the vibe that the church had because it was on such another level. Right. But hopefully we can, you know, provide something along those lines to where, you know, people can come and they can feel at home and just do what they truly want to do, you know, and that's, yeah. you know be your own boss that's that's the I most important that. thing yeah yeah you know? and like for those of you who don't know the church was a very cool space here not an actual church church oh i'm sorry yeah, i should have <laughs> clarified that yeah <laughs> but um it was a space in barrio logan that allowed a lot of creatives to come together in one space and just create like iman mentioned it was beautiful i got to connect with so many great people there that i had coffee and convos with ramel included so you could always just kind of read that article but um kind of speaking upon community like why is it important for you to cultivate this community and continue nurturing it you know, I know you mentioned there's this magic here and you being not from San Diego I think that's yeah. really special that you do want to be a part of this I never really had that opportunity as a kid you know to have that sense of like you know real community uh, I had a lot of good friends you know and you know my the people that you know I consider friends I really consider family they're not mm -hmm. there's like really no in between for me you know, and I, I, we probably could have done this in Kansas City, but I don't know what would have happened. You know, I probably wouldn't have had the support that I have, you know, financially, you know, through the people that I've met here, the backing that I would have had. And I really feel like, you know, the people in San Diego are, are truly just, they hustle. They hustle really hard in like a, in a major way. And I'm not saying that that's not in Kansas City, but this is kind of just the cards that I was dealt. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I came out here. I guess maybe for some selfish reasons, you know, I wanted to do good with my life and that's what I was focused on. And through doing that and doing, you know, trying to be the best engineer that I could, I think people saw something in me that they wanted to, you know, help nurture and curate. Mm -hmm. And and that's why, you know, that's why we have this space today. But, you know, and I just didn't have that opportunity in Kansas City, really. Yeah. If I would have, you know, I probably would have ran with that too. <laughs> and, and, you know, that's not to say that it's not going to happen because... 
you know, one of my, my dreams and my goals, and I know, you, you know, you and I personally talked about this, but, you know, I'd love to open up, you know, a non-for-profit studio in Kansas yes. City and mm-hmm. just kind of, you know, bring in the youth to teach them how to work for themselves. I just don't believe in working for somebody else. I, mm-hmm. I never have. I don't, I don't believe that anybody should tell anybody what to do in this world. Like, if you don't like the rules, make new rules, you know, like, like don't, don't do that shit. 100%. It's not, life's too short to be doing that. Exactly. Yeah. There is a statistic out there that um, in about 10 years, if things are going the way, like the rate that it's going now with people converting from corporate to freelance, about 40% of the U.S. population will be freelancing in 10 years, which is huge. That's, but that's a beautiful thing because the things that, you know, when you're, when you're working in an office or a day job or whatever it may be, and I understand people have to do that. And I've Mm -hmm. had to do that plenty of times, you know, just to get by. But your, your ideas don't get pushed to the forefront, you know, they get undermined. You have to, you know, focus on one thing instead of, you know, creating new ideas and, you know, going, running with technology and, you know, really pushing things to the limit. Mm -hmm. There's always going to be a ceiling when you're, when you're somewhere where there's a totem pole of people that you have to go through. Right. And and it hinders everything. You know, I I truly believe that everybody is a creative in one way or another. Yes. A mathematician, a scientist, one way or another, they're creatives. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you work for somebody else, you're not going to be able to truly do what you want. You know, you might truly get what you want if right. what you really want, you know, is a is a white picket fence and a house and a child and three dogs or whatever <laughs> the fuck it is. You know what I mean? Like you, you'll always get what you want. Right. But you might not, you know, do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And that's an issue for me, you know. And, you know, my parents, like they had to get they kind of got thrown into that. You know what I mean? Like you know, my mom had me when she was pretty young and, you know, they worked their ass off their whole entire life. And. They always got what they wanted, but I'm not truly sure if they're doing what they want to do. And that bothers mm-hmm. me, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that, that, that's their life, you know, and that's their path. And right. I, I truly feel like, you know, one of these days, like, well, I, I want to get them to the point where, you know, they can quit that shit and do what they really want to do. Who doesn't? You know what I mean? Right. I love that. That's very inspiring. Yeah. I want to No, Hold on. Before <laughs> we now, before we go on, because we're talking about this. <gasps> You just recently quit your job. I did. No, yeah, I did. What's happening? So, for those who don't know, I started coffee and combos out of necessity because I wanted to connect with people over right. coffee, much like this. Um, only it was never recorded on a podcast. It was just because I really wanted to connect with people on a deeper level, and their stories would always inspire me. Sure. And I just wanted to share that because if, it, if they can inspire me in one way or another, they can inspire somebody else. Sure. And um, I've been at this corporate job for two years and nine months, it said. Oh, wow. <laughs> and That's I had a long no idea. Time. It was a really long time. And I actually knew from the get-go I didn't want to be there forever. Of course. And... It pushed me to the point where I was unhappy, Mm -hmm. I was unhealthy, uh, mentally, physically, and spiritually. Absolutely, yeah. And just like, it was draining. So you guys, like, it's, it sucks. Like, like you're mentioning, like, we do it so that we could, like, make ends meet. Yeah, you get, yeah, you do it so you get what you want. Yeah. You know? But at the end of the day, I was not happy. And I know that it affected a lot of my personal relationships. And just like my relationship with myself to the point where it's mentally draining, you know, it it causes like, you know, somewhat a depression. 
Yeah, it can. It can you know, if you, if you let it get out of hand, and there's no balance. Mm-hmm. You get off work and you're too tired to do anything other than like go to bed so you can work the next day. Exactly. You know? Yeah, everybody's and been there. Like. Yeah, and like that's kind of why coffee and combos took a little bit of a break because I was exhausted. I could not like summon like any energy to talk to people, to mm-hmm. even go to a coffee shop and show my face to the people that I would see on a normal basis right. because I just didn't feel like myself. Yeah. So. I finally quit my job. Mm-hmm. It's been a week officially since I've left. And honestly, I could not be happier because I'm in a space right now where, like you said, I'm creating the reality that I want and I get to work with the clients that I want to because they want to hire me Exactly. and my vision and the work that I've done in the past and just they believe in me and it's not like someone telling me what to do. It's, been really freeing to say the least and yeah i don't know you know what that's what this episode is going to be called life rewards leaps of faith that, that's that. his episode yeah, yeah, yeah. it has I, to be it has to be i mean like you took a leap of faith moving all the way here from kansas everybody that we know has really you know when, it, when you when you really break it down everybody your ian quit his oh my job God, i know and he's I'm doing so exceptional so like he's he's really him. getting a lot of work yeah you know every everybody is man like that's yeah. that's so important I you know. know it's so important so yes, yeah, so you guys take you work, leaps of faith. You, you work your ass off through your 20s and then you enjoy your 30s, you know? It's much better than... I was like, well, Ian's 30. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. <laughs> but he's enjoying his 30s, he is, right? He yeah, is. No, exactly. He is. And he's exactly. doing what he loves, so I couldn't Ian, be you know, happier. Ian's been through the trials and tribulations, you know? He he's really had, has. He's had... He's also his own clothing companies mm-hmm. and, you know... He, he really started taking, you know, videography seriously. Not that, you know, Not a couple years ago. ago. Yeah. yeah, a couple years ago. And he's in his 30s now, and he's, like, killing it. He's doing uh, a lot so of shit. So proud of him. Yeah, he was actually my first Huffing Convo. So if you ever, like, look back <laughs> on the website, you get to see just a snippet of him say something. <laughs> we got to get him back on here, too. I know. Yeah. I should. He'd just, he'd love it. Also, he probably wouldn't because he's, like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he'd probably just try and be hella serious about everything. I know. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's, he's a great person to talk to, but... <laughs> I want to know what you got written on that little laptop over Um, there. I know you got all these questions for me. Like, I just really wanted to hear your story because from the get go, like, like I mentioned earlier, like Ian has said nothing but great things about you. And like literally the second that he met you, he was just like, this guy's my fucking Do you want to hear a story about that actually? Okay. I already know the story. Ian tells me at least every other day. (laughs) So please you tell us like how did you. Ian and I met at the church, (laughs) not, not a church, but the church, (laughs) um, I think it was through Apollo and the day that we met he had ta- taken like you know this picture that's you know I think it's like the first one on his website it's always he's the one it's he's always it's it's the portrait that he shows everybody for yes. whatever reason you know <laughs> for whatever but reason. you know after after we did that we actually worked together like that night we got thrown on the same gig just on like randomly and so him and I had to go to the club and I was the second shooter. I'm not even a videographer. <laughs> Somebody just handed me a camera and I was like, hey, go deal with this, you know? And uh, so we're in the club shooting for somebody's clothing line. I'm not sure. And then him and I just went and had pizza after the, sh- after the shoot. I think it was like two in the morning. And, you know, we were just, when I first met, we were just brainstorming ideas, you know, the first 12 hours that we, him and I had known each yeah, other. And it was beautiful. just one of those things where you kind of just know things are going to work, you know? He's gotten me plenty of, you know, work like freelancing and, you know, vice versa with him. So I think that, you know, kind of tying it back into the studio thing, there's there's no way that it, that it can fail one way or another. You know, yeah. him and, and I, you know, crazy. we work really well together. Yeah. I don't find people that, you know, not to like sound cocky or anything. because That's not what I'm trying to do. But, you know, I feel like I work really hard 
You know, I probably work oh my gosh, you know, like you do. 14 hours a day, typically, like on a normal day. And, yeah. and I know Ian does as well. Like, mm-hmm. Ian and I have been on the same shoot for 16 hours, you know, especially yeah. in L.A. Like, yes, you know, that was such a cool and, opportunity And, and we don't guys. complain about it. That's the mm-hmm. thing. You know, we love that. If I had to go to a but if I have to go to a day job for, you know, six, eight hours, <laughs> I'm going to complain. Like, <laughs> that's not something that I want to yeah, do. You know, exactly. So. I think this really just is a testament to how you connected with somebody and you are creating this amazing studio, which, by the way, is called Gold Standard Studios. Gold Standard Studios, yeah. And um, thank God that name wasn't taken. Yeah, we just signed that. We just got the LLC taken care of yesterday. That's beautiful. So, yeah. So, you guys. And that's how I met you, too. Yeah. Through Ian. See? Aww. Life life works in mysterious ways. It really does. And, like, (laughs) and by the way, Ayman is also the sound. What do you call yourself? Audio engineer, yeah, producer. Audio He's okay, pretty yeah. much the mastermind behind this podcast. So, <laughs> yeah, definitely check him out. It all works he's out in the awesome. end. Awesome. Yeah. And um, he's been such a great help. And the fact that like we've all connected, just like our circle of friends, it's so cool. Yeah, I've met a lot and of people. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and they're all extremely talented. You know, I mean, I've, like we're all working together in one way or another, and I think that's so cool yeah. because we're all supporting each other's dreams and goals whatever it is and i think that's so fucking cool honestly <laughs> and you know it's it's hard to find people like that in and especially like you know in places like this you know where everybody's so busy exactly you know it's it's kind of like a really niche market or niche like you were niche. saying on your, yeah <laughs> it, it really is you know because people are really busy and they don't have to take the time out of their day to you know motivate you or you know push you to be your your best self but they choose mm-hmm. to do that because i think it, it it helps them you know at the same time yeah. You know, whenever you see somebody else winning, it kind of pushes you to win. You know what I mean? That is so true. I love that. It does. It's it, very true. It's, it's just a weird, it's a weird complex that everybody has going on here that I, mm-hmm. I haven't found anywhere in the world, you know, and I've been to a lot of different places. Yeah. You know, I traveled a lot when I was a kid. Ooh, tell us. I never knew this. We've been, I've been to a lot of places like, but it was just like on some like, <laughs> a you lot know, of places. well, I, I just never like, you know, when I first got my car, I think I was like 16. And up until then, like, you know, we were just taking random trips. I just go pick up all my friends, you know, and, you know, we drive to Chicago or really wherever. Like one time <laughs> I'll tell this story, <laughs> a buddy of mine named Brett back in Kansas city. He, um, <clears throat> I picked him up, you know, to just hang out, you know, we were smoking or whatever in the car and we stopped to get gas and I'd seen an Illinois license plate. And uh, I asked him what he had to do in the morning. He said nothing. So I just got back on the highway, you know, acted like everything was fine. And, you know, we were driving about like an hour, you know, we get like an hour away. Chicago's nine hours away from where I live. Okay. And we're about an hour down the highway and he's asking me where I'm going. And, you know, we're heading straight to Chicago. <laughs> so we spent oh, a couple wow. days in Chicago. Yeah. And then we went to uh, Minnesota. And, and that happened a lot, like, you know, with, with in our, inside of our friend group. Because we didn't do shit as kids. Like, you know, we didn't really have jobs. You know, we were kind of all just like, not to incriminate myself, but, you know, we, were, <laughs> you know, we, were <laughs> we didn't have jobs, all right? <laughs> so we didn't really have much to do. <laughs> so we just do uh-huh. shit like that, you know? And, and, you know, we met so many cool people like that. And, and, you know, so many different cultures we got to experience. Especially like doing music, you know, in other places we go see shows and everything. But there's 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 just something about San Diego that's incredible that I I've never seen anywhere else. You know, even like going to like the local shows like at Soma. Yeah. You know, like absolutely. You know, I have a really good friend of mine who like does sound there and everything, and cool. the the tight knit groups of people that you find like 
everybody just supports each other and very true very i don't know true. it gives me chills it's weird it's no, weird it's and that's why so thing. many people are winning in the west coast right now yeah you know so many people win here and, it, and it's just because there's there's people like that i want to see it everywhere you know we want to we got to bridge the gap that. one way or another it's happening it's happening it will it'll yeah. absolutely happen yeah I, and especially with gold standard open yeah, <laughs> i'm just shameless plug for shameless these guys like, in, honestly yeah, you got like to, it's though. so so cool like what you yeah, guys are you know creating. we really hope you know if whoever's in San Diego, or if you're not, you know, let me know. And, you know, I, I think that, you know, in a month or two, we're going to be flying some random person out, whoever wins this contest, you know, to come record or take photos in the studio. So if you're not in San Diego and, and you're hearing this, like, you know, make sure that, that you're staying up to date with it because we I'm, I'm buying a plane ticket and putting whoever, you know, in a hotel for a couple of days. That's cool. Yeah. And, that and they can really just fly cool. out and have the opportunity to come record and hang out with us for a couple of days. It'll be fun. Not creepy at all. I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, yes. No. Like, it's, these guys are very talented, and whatever vision you guys have, like, they have a way to bring it to life. Yeah, 100%. Hopefully, no. Yeah, we, hopefully, no. No, well. Hopefully, you know, <laughs> as long as it's not too crazy, like, too far-fetched. Yeah. No pyrotechnics or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, you're like, bring your studio yeah. down yeah. in the first day. Like, no, probably not. Um, but kind of touching on, you, you mentioned earlier, one of your biggest goals was to give back, especially back to the yeah. community in Kansas. Mm-hmm. So talk about that and how you want to involve yourself with like nonprofit work and everything. Like what inspires you to do that? Sure. Um, I, I guess it's just something that I would have loved to see as a child. You know, yeah. we didn't have a lot like when we were kids, like we didn't have a lot of resources mm-hmm. at all. You know, everybody that I know back home, that's, that's an engineer or even, you know, slightly does music. They taught themselves, you know, from, you know, 15 to now they're still doing it and they, they all taught themselves, which is, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of one of those things where while you're teaching yourself, it's kind of hard to teach other people. Right. Cause you don't really know, you know, the structure of anything. It's kind of just like, this is what I do, but I'm not sure if this is the right way to do things. And, you know, again, you know, not to be like, you know, incriminating or, you know, saying anything bad, but, you know, it, it'll give people an opportunity, you know, they, they're not going to go out and sell drugs or, you know, go out and do whatever the fuck it is that they're doing mm-hmm. if they have an opportunity to make money doing something else. Right. Right. So, you know, if they have a, a, a safe place to go that they know they're always welcome at, you know, with you know, like they're big homies, like teaching them how to, you know, record music or at least just being in an environment that's creative and not, you know, detrimental to, you know, their health or, you know, their mental health or whatever it may be. You know, if they come from, you know, like a home that's not a healthy environment or, you know, mm-hmm. if they come from wherever, whatever it may be that's that's causing them to not live their life to the fullest potential. And if they enjoy doing something creative, you know, in the music realm, we want to provide that space. And, you know, that's kind of the end goal. I don't think that right now I'm in any sort of position to do that. I still have a lot to learn, especially about, you know, non-for-profits and everything. And that kind of ties in, you know, like you were telling me about the David's Heart Foundation. Mm -hmm. So Brandon and I from there have been in talks to where hopefully I can, you know, come down and, you know, speak to the kids and teach them what I know. And that, you know, I'd like to use that as a platform just to get experience. And then hopefully I can bring that back to Kansas City, you know, maybe in my 30s or, you know, before that. You know, we're also talking about, you know, in a couple of years, three to five year, our three to five year plan is to expand Gold Standard Studios in other states. And hopefully, you know, we can do that in Kansas City because I know that's something that, you know, people would really enjoy. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, even if we had to, you know, just start it there and just hand it over to somebody and have them run it, you know, 
everybody there knows everybody. It's mm -hmm. not like, you know, it's a, it's a really small place. It's not like, you know, San Diego where you can run into a hundred different people in a day and, you know, you don't know a single person. If I go to the gas station in Kansas City or I go out to eat, like I know at least a couple people there. So it's one of those things where if you build it, people are going to know about they're, it the next day. Come, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm -hmm. they're, they're going to know about that. And I think that it'd be really beneficial, especially if it's like a non-for-profit, you know, people don't have to pay to get into the studio and there's no like, you know, hierarchy of studio time available right. or anything like that. You know, it's people can come in there and I just I truly feel like the things that that would come out of that studio creative wise, you know, with all like the, the brilliant minds that are in Kansas City would be revolutionary. You know, it, oh, it'd be so it'd be it, it'd almost be, happens. you know, too much to handle sometimes. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of people and, you know, egos don't really collide when it when it comes into studios. In my experience, I don't know about, you know, other people, but typically for me, studios are like a, you know, a, a space to, you know, even if it's to get rage out, you know, somebody's hitting this shit out of a, a drum or, you know, you know, just whatever it may be. I think that a lot of people use music as an expression, you know, so I, for me personally, like I, I write music, but that's not what I like truly want to do for the rest of my life. I do it to stay sane, you know, kind of like poetry or, you know, mm -hmm. whatever it may be. I do those kind of things to stay sane. So I'm in the studio and, I, and, and I'm, you know, on the other side of the glass, not on the boards, but, you know, like like on the microphone. That's not something that I want to like, you know, push to the world or like, you know, I want to get famous doing whatever it may be. It's just something that I use to get the rage out, like you know? Outlet. Yeah. There's like, or else like, you know, I don't know what I would do, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's all the built up traffic from San Diego and all, you honestly, know? gosh, yeah. you guys, San Diego is getting so congested. I used to commute from Chilavisa to La Jolla five days out of the week and it was terrible. It's so. why people drop dead at 40 years old. It's just all what the pent mean? up traffic oh. and you know, all the stress. I, no, the, like, <laughs> I was thinking about that today. You know, nothing whoa. big makes me angry anymore. Like if it's like something really big that I should be angry about, I don't get angry. I just kind of start thinking more analytically. Mm -hmm. But you know, if somebody cuts me off in traffic, I lose my mind. Like it's almost embarrassing, you know? No, road rage is a real thing. And like, we all have it. Like it's nothing to... If I see somebody doing something that I, like they know that they shouldn't be doing, but they're doing it anyways. <laughs> like on their phone. Like, like yeah, them. people don't understand. Like we live in a society, you know? Like we have to like... It's not just about them. Yeah, like, you know, abide by the rules to a certain extent, you know, like to where you're not affecting other people's lives. Exactly. You know, I don't really care what you do in your free time or in your house or... I don't even care what you do on the sidewalk as long as like it's not in somebody else's way. Very you true. Know, just move. Very it, it just true. bothers me. Like. <laughs> so now y'all know. Yeah, I'm venting on the, on the podcast now. <laughs> Turn into a therapeutic session. I know. See, this is why like coughing conversations is a thing. You're just kind of it's like therapy. I love it. Does your audience know you as a person? Not yet. Because I I was reading your blogs and nobody really ever asked you questions because I'm just documenting my life and I don't know. I don't know. Like people are always curious. I think mostly about how I balance my creative endeavors. Sure. And you uh, have a lot of them, you know, I do. And I love it. I love being busy. I think that's like a blessing and a curse for me. Yeah. It's because I love trying new things and if it sticks, it sticks, but then I don't ever want to let something go. But I feel like I know you enough as a person to say this. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm kind of the same way where if, you know, if you weren't busy, because going home and, like, and just like laying down sounds good right now. Yeah, right? it does. But once you get there and start laying down, do you not get anxious? Like, oh, shit. 
I have to be doing something right now. Right? No, yeah, 100%. I also think it's because we're both Virgos. Yeah, yeah. You know, because we're very, we like to stay busy. If I don't, I'll, I'll just go crazy. 100%, I'll, I'll like right? really beat myself up over it. You know, I don't so, know. I don't think I know how to relax. Where's, where's your audience like, where's most of your audience from? Do you know that? I want to say a lot of them are local here to San Diego. Yeah. I do have a few, I don't know, like all over because I have interviewed people in New York, in Portland, sure. in Seattle. And I'm not really sure exactly, but yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. But um, mostly local. Okay. And especially because like we support local coffee shops yeah. and you know, especially just specialty coffee shops here and like the people behind it. So Can they like email you and do a bunch of other stuff? Like do they have your email? Do they know yeah. your email? Everything? Mm-hmm. Do you think that you have anybody like that lives to your podcast that is like a recording artist? I don't know. That's a great question. I'm curious to find out. If if okay. you know her email and you're a recording artist, email her. We'll pick one person, depending on how many you know. One or two people, and, and you can come get like you know, eight hours of free studio time and go see in the studios. You guys heard that first. Yes, yeah, let's do it. Okay, cool. I'm in a giving well, mood. If yeah. you guys don't know the email, it is hello at coffeeandconvos.com. So definitely, if you're out there making music or even just doing cool shit, just yeah, we're gonna find out who listens to the end. I know, too. honestly, yeah. like probably nobody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> shit. Like he's talking too much. <laughs> I know. No, I'm kidding. But um. I think we're getting close to wrapping up because you touched on your story. Yeah, not yet though. Oh, not yet. What do you mean? I, you no, know, we haven't talked about you yet. Oh my yet. gosh. Okay. We haven't talked about you. I just have a, I have a couple questions. Okay, shoot. You're from San Diego, right? I am not actually. Where are you I, from? I was born in San Francisco, Alameda to be oh, specific. You're from Alameda Island? Mm-hmm. I've spent some time there. Island? That's an island. That's Alcatraz, bro. No, Alameda? Is it? <laughs> That's an island. <laughs> I spent some time up in Alameda. I got a I got I'm a like, parking this. ticket up there. It was like seven hundred dollars. Yeah. Is the speed limit like twenty five miles an hour throughout the whole entire city? Mm, I don't think so. I don't know. She's googling it right now. I am googling <laughs> it. Okay, yeah, it is. It's like split because it's the bay. It's an island. I mean. Yeah. Is there it's sailboats everywhere? Like people like sailing earth. Dude, I was like six when I left. I don't know. Why did you come here? Your parents? My dad was in the Navy. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, so, so you've probably done a lot of traveling then. No, you would think so. Hmm. So my, I was born in Alameda. Uh, and when my brother was born in 96, we moved to Hawaii. Because my dad was in the Navy. Okay. And then oh, that's nice. spent about three years in Hawaii. So I was like nine years old. And then moved here because my family lived here. Um, like my dad's extended family and he retired out here so we didn't do much traveling especially because my mom she's like a ball of anxiety so she doesn't (laughs) (laughs) i think that's where i get it from too is uh she did not want to travel especially with two kids and like she'd be home alone you know and like working and my dad would be away you'd have to like go to a bunch of different schools and everything uh it was kind of a a hassle i went to seven different schools growing up seven yes because we moved so much and no, I hated it. I really? really did. Yeah. Because I think that's why I crave this community is because I never had it growing up. I never had that solid group of friends. That a lot of people do sure. have here. Yeah. And <clears throat> thankfully, I think I found like my, my group of people that I consider very close friends, including sure. you, like at least just in the last few years. Yeah. It wasn't until like post-college really. And Yeah. So that's me. <laughs> All right. So I got, you know, my oh, last God. question for you. Okay. You know, what is your end goal? 
that's probably the biggest. <laughs> You're like staring to my soul asking me that. <laughs> um, ultimately, my end goal is to use these platforms and this, I guess, position I'm in as an influencer and actually influence people, especially women and women of color and people of color to... I don't know, to own their story and really follow their dreams and make something beautiful sure. out of it. Because for the longest time growing up, honestly, I told you this earlier, but like yeah. I wanted so badly to fit in to the point where I wanted to be white. Right. You know, or at least like, why don't I fit in with these people? I always stood out because I'm Filipino. A lot of people don't see that though. <laughs> A lot of people mistake me for Mestiza, which is like, half Mexican and that's half what you're white, talking about it's kind of I mean? nobody really wants to be white anymore yeah <laughs> <laughs> and we were talking about that too like you know that's not a good thing anymore but you know growing up I never saw a person who looked like me in the media aside from like the Filipino channel sure you know and I didn't see anyone in like print magazines or websites that looked like me so I always felt like because I didn't fit that archetype of a person that I didn't fit in but it wasn't really until like recently where I figured that like that's a bunch of bullshit you know yeah. like we don't have to I guess knock ourselves down to fit a certain way because we're all individuals and there's really no one else in the world like us but us like you you're the only Iman Othman sure. out there you are know you gonna say my mean? whole government name <laughs> That's right, that's right, though, right? Yeah, that's, that's my name, okay, yeah, cool. yeah. What do you think I was going to say? I don't know. <laughs> You're like... <laughs> you just let them know my whole name. They're going to find okay. me in all sorts Hollywood of places. Hollywood Iman. <laughs> You're no. the only Hollywood so, Iman. So really, to sum it up, like if you could put in a few words, you, you just want to push the culture forward. Absolutely. It's 2018. That's kind of what everybody's yeah. wanting to do, right? We're, yep. we're paving the path for, for the generation that comes after us. Exactly. Let me go ahead and get some more of this cold brew. Mm-hmm. Nitro cold brew. It's so good. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. And just create like a safe space for people to create similar to like what gold standard is. Like I'd love to ultimately, whether that looks like a coffee shop or just like a really dope space for people to create. Sure. And be themselves. And you be know. themselves. That's most and important. Like, yeah, just be unapologetically you. And Damn right. own that yeah. shit, you know, like I've hid from my like myself for so long especially because growing up I always just wanted to please other people whether sure. that was my friend group at the time or my parents my family I never even my ex like I just remember always wanting to please other people mm -hmm. and not really living for myself until fairly recently you yeah. know what I mean I'm I in mean, my mid-20s now and like I never lived my life for myself until like maybe three years ago it's hard to put yourself first in a lot of those situations you know True. you feel like uh, almost a little bit selfish until it's kind of yeah. time when you're, you know, you're looking up and everybody else has been a little bit selfish and, you, and you're kind of, you know, behind the curve, I guess. Yeah. So you kind of have to reevaluate a lot of shit. It's very true. You know, it's like, oh no, you know, I'm 25, 23, 22, however old, you know, you may be, you're kind of looking oh, you're so like, nice. you know, no, no, not you personally, okay, just, like, you know, oh yeah, gosh, no. It's a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, you know, and, you don't want to get left behind in the world because no, you don't. especially, you know, I can speak from a man's perspective. You know, mm -hmm. you don't want to be, you know, 23, 24, 25, you know, broke. Like, that's not a good look, you know. It's true. It's just not a good look, you know. It, it That's almost a scary thought, you know, probably to every. It is to me anyways. Oh you know, gosh, that's what terrifying. motivates me. You know what I mean? Like, 
now is kind of the time when we're not really looking for like girlfriends or you know like just like random people to hook up with for mm-hmm. me personally like i'm kind of over that you know yeah. i've had my time when i was like you know younger and i had my a lot of fun yeah but now it's kind of time and you know, i'm looking to like solidify my life mm-hmm. and find some sort of like comfortability and balance you know i'd like to come home every day to like you know somebody that you know i know for a fact i can trust and like i can i can count on yeah. not like just like the girl i met at the club last saturday yeah, like nobody wants that 100%. anymore yeah to me exactly and but i have to be you know tying that back in i have to be able to provide for her you know what i mean like right. not 100 percent, obviously you know what i mean like it's but like a 50 50 thing her, you but know just, yeah mean? exactly Support like you know like that's my job as life. a man like yeah. i guess i'm like probably traditional in that sense but to me that feels like my job you know mm-hmm. i don't well, know that's beautiful i think that like you know especially because we're in san diego and we're trying to pave this path for ourselves sure that it's important to not only look like like you said like life rewards leaps of faith absolutely and that's what we're doing yeah you know with this project coffee and combos with gold standard whatever it is i just feel like everyone has a story to share and however absolutely, yeah. that whatever that story is like you can create something beautiful out and of hopefully it. it inspires you know one person somebody anyways you know mm-hmm. and i think that you know Anywhere you are, there's so much money to get. Like, there's so much money out here, mm-hmm. and anywhere that you are, you just have to get it. Exactly. Find that you way have to, to get work it. Work hard. Yeah. And I feel like that's where like a lot of people don't. Like, if you're listening to this, if you're listening to this, like, that. whoever you know, if you're walking on the sidewalk, just rob somebody. The next person you see, <laughs> just <laughs> don't listen to that advice. Please don't. <laughs> there's ethical ways to get money, and the thing is, if you follow whatever you're passionate about, where your heart is, people will just give you money you, you know what i mean like people hire you for your talents I, I right? i do that a lot you know what i mean if i if i see something that you know i truly support like i have to i have to get that mm-hmm. you know like if you know i just bought a couple of ian's prints that he had you know like some of the airplane ones and everything like oh, i just yeah. like looked at them i thought they were so double like that has to hang on my wall like give me those you know what i mean like mm-hmm. and he did like anyway any anything that you do somebody's gonna somebody's gonna someone out there want is it or respect it or it. like it or yeah. whatever it may be but you have to you have to be you in mm-hmm. order for it to happen you can't try to exactly. like you, know, you can't try to fill another person's shoes because it's not people can pick up on you know when yeah, someone when something's when genuine or when it's yeah when it's yeah. bullshit like people pick up on that yeah i agree yeah it's just one of those things but you know we have to be at the studio to record your other podcast in like an hour i know and we have to be out of here soon. Oh, do we really? <laughs> yeah, it's all closed up. So we're literally at the last few minutes that West Bean's open, but it's okay. We're keeping the integrity of this podcast going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've had plenty um, of coffee and plenty of conversations. Yes. So I think to just wrap it up, Ayman, I want to know, like, if anyone were to pursue a creative field, because everyone is creative in your own right, Yeah. what is a piece of advice that you'd give them? I, yeah, that's I mean, that's that's a that's a heavy subject because you don't really want to say too much to somebody because you don't want to sway them one way or another. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You kind of just have to let people do exactly what it is that they're intended to do. So you kind of it's, it's, it's one of those fine lines where you never want to tell somebody, you know, this is what you need to do okay. to be creative or mm-hmm. this is what you, do, you where what you shouldn't do to be creative. Right. Right. Because it, it all kind of boils down to, you know, the greatest people of our generation and past generations they just did what they wanted to do and they didn't really you know they didn't really pay no mind to what they were doing and that's you know some of the greatest artists come out of that you know Mm -hmm. i kind of mentioned earlier 
you know, like Jean-Michel, he was painting on just broken down doors or, mm-hmm. you know, nobody really liked Charles Bukowski's poetry. They all thought he was an asshole. Yeah. You know, but, you know, 30, 40, 50 years later, it's like one of the most highly respected things, you know, of our time. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, if you are a creative, you are an artist or really whatever it is that you truly want to do in life, no matter what it may be. Do whatever, you know, do whatever you think is right. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, you know, figure out why it's not working and then kind of, you know, I guess reevaluate it and, yeah. and, and apply those methods. I don't want to tell anybody what to do. Just do what makes you happy. And, and hopefully, you know, you can inspire somebody else or somebody will eventually pick up on it and, yep. and you know, support you. And, Absolutely. and that's that's really what it boils down to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I was telling you earlier, kind of off <laughs> off the microphone you know if somebody doesn't respect you or you know you know you 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 just have to i don't want to say it again (laughs) you know but i'm just gonna say it like it doesn't it doesn't really matter you know this is no way affiliated with uh coffee and combos podcast (laughs) and Alyssa mobia but it's, it's just one of those things where you know if you i don't think it's cool to have haters i don't think it's you know cool for people to hate you or whatever it may be you know if 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 you do have somebody that genuinely you know hate you or you know whatever it may be and you know you don't put out anything hateful into the world pull up on that person and have a dialogue with them you know kind of you know press them you know why do you hate me why do you hate why is it that you hate what i do and you know make sure that they give you a a good reason and if and if they don't have one you know you could give them a good reason or you could you know you can move on from it Mm -hmm. i just truly feel like if you're gonna burn a bridge just don't do it subtly uh you know yeah (laughs) if you're gonna burn it you know pour some gasoline on that shit and let it you know let it go i I mean really though (laughs) like you know i I just don't think there's any room for people to you know push their bullshit into the world anymore like we're we're getting to a day and age where people don't play that shit anymore Mm -hmm. you know when i was a kid like you know we'd be like you know 15 16 there'd be plenty of fights and you know whatever it may be like around the city but you know people nowadays there there's some violent kids and shit like you like yeah. you you really can't just go around saying whatever you want to say because you have an opinion on something mm-hmm. doesn't make it right and and you know how i've always seen it is you know whether you're at work or you know you're in a public place or whatever it may be that doesn't make you safe <laughs> you know what i mean like you need yeah. to be careful of what you say to people because you know my friends and myself including a lot of other people that you know i i i know i don't know whatever like they they'll they'll come see you if if you don't have a good reason for what you're saying you know mm-hmm. if if i did something wrong i'm a man like I'll, I'll own up to that and i'll admit that but don't don't go around just because people don't understand like this is our livelihoods right right you know if you have an opinion that's not justified and you know you tell somebody it's kind of the rule of seven mm-hmm. now somebody else has formed an opinion based off yours and it's not correct so i think that you should protect your name and your reputation with everything that you have you, you know you have to be willing to die for that as a creative because that's that's what we that's how we get paid that's our livelihood exactly you know yeah so like if somebody was saying something about you know coffee and combos podcast never listened to the podcast you know you you kind of have to take you know actions in that and there's repercussions for your actions you know because that could you know that could stop somebody you know from your audience from listening to you and they could you know get some really valuable information and insight mm-hmm. from this you know whether it's relating to you in you know one way or another like right you that, like that can't happen <laughs> you know mm-hmm. like that's that's not an option anymore yeah. that, that's really my advice protect your name as a creative with with everything that you have and you have I to be ready it. to die for that yeah. and, and you just have to you know you you have to you have to give it hell until it's over like really like that. you know we don't 
we're not gonna get health insurance like from a company. We're not gonna do all this. <laughs> Seriously, you you yeah, have like you have to hustle. Thing, yeah. yeah, you have to hustle. Like, and you know, if you're not an adult and you're a creative, you know, you have to be thinking about these things. Have a have Very a five true. year plan. Mm-hmm. Like this this is serious shit because if you fail, you're gonna have to get a job. Mm-hmm. And chances are, as a creative, you know, we're not, you know. I didn't get the best education, you know, that I could have got, you know what I mean? There's not like a crazy amount of opportunities for me. Mm-hmm. I have to make this work. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to, I can't go to Harvard or law school or, you know, whatever, <laughs> you know, whatever it may be. Like I, I don't have that option. Yeah. So this kind of has to work and, and I want it to work because it's what I'm truly passionate about. And I love Same that. for you. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you were put on this earth to inspire people. That's what you were meant to do. You know, you were, you were meant to, to bring people together. You know, you're kind of like a, like an executive producer, you know what I mean? Like, yes, yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, you know, you I'm just were, gonna put that on my business card yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> In your Instagram bio. That's what, I mean, that's what you were made to do. And, and and anybody who ever tries to stop you from that, like, go through them, not around them. You yeah. know what I mean? That's my advice. I, no, I love Whether, it. No, yeah. I'm like really soaking it in because it's true, and like it kind of goes back and circles back to what you were saying about um, life rewards leaps of faith because like people who are in a creative field do take a risk to you know take a leap and make this work yeah yeah i mean no i I like it in the background because it it gives it like that coffee and combos feel yeah (laughs) is it a vacuum is it coffee being made who knows we're really in a coffee shop doing this with like full-blown microphones out i know (laughs) and they're closing it down too (laughs) but i think that pretty much wraps it up thank you so much for Dude, having me on here thank you so much i i got to vent it felt nice no like <laughs> this like is therapeutic I said, we should do this every week we should we yeah, should just maybe just like off, honestly, off mic you know you could, yeah no that's what coffee combos <laughs> should be like honestly if you ever feel compelled to have a conversation with somebody or myself feel free to just reach out to whoever have this conversation with someone i think that's really what it's all about connecting with someone over coffee it's a great dialogue mm-hmm. you know it you can meet and learn a lot of things about people yeah and I have gained so many great friends and a boyfriend out of it. So, hey. I mean, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how you met Ian, for real? Uh, no, we met, like, years ago. We could go on and oh, on yeah, about this, but we're not going friends. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but um, to circle back to Iman, definitely give him a follow if you don't already. It's at Hollywood Iman on yeah. Instagram. And I guess Twitter. I don't know. Uh, my Twitter, I think, is 816 Iman. I'll mm-hmm. change it to Hollywood Iman okay. for you guys. Yeah. There you go. Hopefully. It's confirmed. And yeah. don't forget, if you do like produce music or you want to yes. head into the studio for gold standard once it's open shoot us an email at hello at coffeeandcombos.com in the subject line just put gold standard studios get your free eight hours yeah, yeah we'll, we'll choose one or two people from this i promise mm-hmm. if you there listen you this far i got you <laughs> yeah seriously <laughs> <laughs> well that's awesome so thank you guys for tuning in and we will chat next time